You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Shalom in the Lord. My name is Dr. Michael Weiss with Zion's Hope. I'm discussing defining end times terms biblically. These are common words or phrases in the Bible that focus on eschatology or the end times. I've discussed various topics so far from the day of the Lord to the times of the Gentiles, expectation, Daniel's 70th week, the great tribulation, and more. Next, I want to cover the image of the beast that's found in Revelation 13 verses 11 through 15. I'm going to go ahead and read that for you. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence, and he makes the earth and those who live on it worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down out of the sky to the earth in the presence of people. And he deceives those who live on the earth because of the signs which it was given to him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who live on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and has become to life. And it was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause all who do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Interesting verses, no doubt. Revelation 13, 1-10 are about the Antichrist and his united federation of ten nations, probably Islamic, that go back all the way to the empires that have ruled over Israel in the past. Then starting in verse 11, we're introduced to another man. He's often called the false prophet. The Antichrist is from the sea or the Gentile nations, and the false prophet is from the earth. I believe this is probably a reference to Israel. Why is that, you say? The sea is often used as a picture of the Gentile world, and the earth or land is often used in reference to Israel. So it's very possible that the identity of the false prophet is Jewish, while the Antichrist is Gentile from the Middle East, probably from the area of Assyria. So let's break this down. First of all, verses 11 through 14a, the empowered Antichrist and false prophet. The Antichrist will be empowered by Satan and so will the false prophet. He will have the same authority as the Antichrist. That's what the verses talk about. He'll do many false miracles to deceive those on earth, both Jew and Gentile. Just as the true prophets of God pointed people to God, the false prophet will point people to the beast the Antichrist, and ultimately, of course, Satan. Now, my purpose is not to explore these verses in great detail, but it's important to read them to set up the context for the image of the beast, because it's also connected to the worship of the beast and the term that I'm defining at this point. Now, for verses 14b through 15a, that brings us specifically to the image of the beast. One way The false prophet will ensure that people worship the beast is to tell others to make an image or an idol of or to the beast or both. The timing, of course, is within the 
midpoint of Daniel's 70th week where the Antichrist is going to demand worship and claim to be God. There will be an image in whatever temples in Jerusalem at that time, and probably other images too, because historically, in Jewish history, this goes back to Antiochus Epiphanes, when he set up an image of Zeus with his face on it in Zerubbabel's temple. He demanded that the Jews worship him. He stopped sacrifices and more if you remember the history and, of course, what Scripture talks about. In addition, Antiochus made additional images that were carried around for people to worship. It seems that it's going to be a similar situation with the Antichrist and the false prophet and the image that will be set up to worship him. Now, the word used for image is based upon the Greek word icon, E-I-K-O-N. You hear the word icon in there, and if you hear that, then you're correct. <laughs> That's where we get it from. Icon is a mirror-like representation to something that's very close to what it resembles. It's something that exactly reflects its source, and this icon assumes something original from what it's drawn. Let me give you some examples. Think of a, a 10K three-dimensional picture of a movie star. <laughs> you know, it's not the actor or actress, but it's a very close, detailed representation of that person. In Christian theology, Christ is the image of God, the supreme expression of the Godhead, as we read in 2 Corinthians 4.4 and Colossians 1.15. So this will be a literal and physical image that is created at this time for people to worship. Now, somehow the false prophet will have power to give life to this image so that it will even talk. For us now in our world, this is not far-fetched. This is not hard for us to imagine. Many people have those little electronic devices in their homes or apartments where they talk to. <laughs> and some of these devices even control various aspects of their home. Turning on lights or ovens or turning them off or something like that. And these little boxes can play songs or radio or something like that and answer your questions. But what is this image? First, I'm not saying these little devices are the image, okay? But it could be any number of things. Perhaps something not even invented yet. So right now, any attempt to say what this image will be is mere speculation. But we should consider the possibilities. And I also believe that this image of the beast and the mark of the beast and, of course, the worship of the beast are all interconnected. Now, I'll talk more about the mark of the beast in future definitions. But when it comes to this image, there's various possibilities about what it could be or could be connected to in the future. One of those possibilities is transhumanism. Now you say, what in the world is that? Well, the Oxford Dictionary says that transhumanism is, quote, the belief or theory that the human race can evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations, especially by means of science and technology, unquote. Basically, it's combining technology with humans, kind of like a cyborg if you're a science fiction fan. Transhumanism officially began in 1923. It took a jump in the 1960s and another jump in the 1990s with a futurist named Max Moore. The purpose is to make humanity immortal and perfect. Historically, it is connected with technology, philosophy, and even politics. Most adherents deny the existence of God and embrace evolution. And some even say there's going to be the ability to transfer human consciousness to a computer. Now, we've seen that in movies, of course, but some people want it to become a reality. Now, Christians need to keep their eyes on this. 
Another possibility is artificial intelligence. Of course, this is used in social media and pop-ups on the internet that tell you to buy something because you searched for something similar 15 seconds ago. That ever happened to you? It happened to me. And this, of course, is a big topic, but I believe AI will be involved in the end times heavily and potentially with the image of the beast. I'll give you another example here. Someone I know knows someone who went to Jordan or moved to Jordan, and this person turned on their computer and it began talking and interacting live with this individual. You say, well, how's that possible? Artificial intelligence. That's a taste of AI, and it's becoming more and more prominent and powerful by the moment. This is basically like Pandora's box, and we do need to take it seriously. Some AI can even reprogram itself and change itself based upon the environment. This is no longer science fiction, but science fact. And data about you is the newest and most important form of power. Don't miss that either. Then there's also augmented reality. You say, well, what is that? This is where you wear the glasses or the goggles, use a smartphone or something like that with a special app. And what it does, it changes the natural environment and the objects in that environment. They are augmented or added to or changed through technology. This can be done in your know, giant, giant movie screens as well. This includes visuals and being able to grasp or even feel something. And there are some who want you to be able to smell it as well. Think about self-driving cars. How do they navigate? It's a combination of all these things. AI, augmented reality, and more. So regardless of what this image will be, I believe that technology is going to play a major role when it comes to pass. Next, we come to verse 15b the penalty for not worshiping the image. The false prophet will have the power to kill those who do not worship the beast. That's a lot of power. <laughs> he will have satanically inspired spiritual power, legal power, and political power. Now, I have a warning for those who think that the bigger the government, the better. That is dangerous thinking. And it is economically, relationally, practically, and spiritually deadly. Why is that? Satan wants big government. Think about the Tower of Babel. One ruler, one government, one language. It all goes back to that. But this is where we are headed, particularly with the Marxist push and mindset presented in the world. Be warned. Be warned. Be warned. So if you're listening or watching, and think the world or the USA, well, we need bigger government to take care of us and take care of you and take care of me. You're deceived. Do not be fooled. Historically, at the present and in the future, there will be big government. And it will be controlled eventually by the Antichrist and the false prophet who create an image for the world to worship. Again, technology will be involved. Could it be that your personal data will show whether or not you're worshiping the beast. If it proves you don't, you're dead. This image of the beast will be put in place at or shortly after the midpoint of Daniel's 70th week. While we do not know what this image will be, and again, any statements up to this point are guesses, we need to be sober in our thinking. We should avoid hype when it comes to this topic. 
Well, we have an answer what it could be. The image of the beast and the mark will be connected. You say, how will it be connected? Well, that's anyone's guess at this point. But again, I do believe technology will be involved, and I have to reiterate that. And people will be involved too, telling the powers that be that so-and-so isn't worshiping the beast. I want to finish with a few applications. What will you do when that time comes, if it happens in our lifetime? Are you prepared to say no to bowing to this image? I will say this, and it breaks my heart. Sadly, many churches and church leaders around the world are quick to bow before ungodly leadership and compromise Scripture. Yes, we respect and obey our authorities, but when they tell us to do something contrary to Scripture, we must say no. Second, while we should not be afraid of technology, we should be aware of its blessings and its curses. <laughs> we live in a digital age that will not change and it will not go away. In fact, it's going to become more prominent as time goes on. We should use technology for the glory of God. But we must not be ignorant of how technology can be used in a way that destroys rather than helps. Just because a company or a government says, well, this is for your own good, doesn't mean that is the case. In fact, usually it's just the opposite. So use technology. Don't be afraid of technology, but be aware of what it is and where it's going. I'm Dr. Michael Weiss with Zion's Hope. Be sure to visit our website, www.zionshope.org. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and look at our YouTube channel. There are hundreds of videos on the end times and more from our very gifted Bible teachers. We have books, articles, and many other resources available for you as well on our website. So until next time, be strong in the Lord until He returns. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 